Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Speaking of holding barges, Baltimore is uh, seven. Is that even and a half. thing, holding a barge? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I like how you segue with it. We'll take it. <laughs> Making stuff up here. Holding a barge, also a podcast total. Baltimore, eight-point road favorites, taking on the Detroit Lions. During the break, he said, do you moved. like something in this game? It moved. Uh, either of you guys like anything in this game? I am I would probably uh, lean Baltimore here in this spot. Eight-point favorites on the road. Coming off huge win as Lamar Jackson finally beats Patrick Mahomes on primetime, in primetime. Uh, Sunday night football now going against the Lions, who get blown out by the Green Bay Packers. Was close, obviously, in the first half as they actually had a lead going into the second half. Uh, still, I think that that's kind of going to be the same story for... I think that's going to be the story with Detroit all season long. Now, this game is in Detroit. They have not many strengths with Jared Goff as their starting quarterback other than him being able to dink he and dunk down the bad, field. Though. He didn't look so yeah, bad, though. He didn't look so bad. That's dudes, one of the teams that I'll be looking to back. They'll at least be trying hard. Quintez Cephas, TJ Hawkinson. I'm going to continue to play the TJ Hawkinson props. I can tell you that. I'm hoping we get five and a half, six and a half receptions again there. They're going to look to run the ball. Jamal Williams, obviously, uh, didn't really come through on that revenge game except for their receptions, but... They have a strong offensive line, and that's about it with Detroit. But that's, that's such a though. big thing. So like you like if you, Detroit? If you have a strong game, offensive line, like you can, you can do a lot of things, man. They give Jared Goff enough time. I think they had they there were some good things that they got out of that Green Bay Packers game. I know that defense is abysmal. They were beat up in the secondary, but that's why we played all the props receiving wise for the Packers is because of the fact that they had no secondary um, to really lean on. But I, I like the Detroit Lions. Not in this spot, though. I think uh, the Ravens like after the, Ravens. Yeah, after the Chiefs in, the, in that victory, I think this is something that we're going to see. They're going to try to build off of that momentum. Uh, I, I heard a couple guys today just, you know, all over the place. We listen to a whole bunch of sports gambling content all over. And people were thinking like, oh, no, the Ravens are just going to take this game easy. And they just they know they can do X or Y and just run the ball, control the pace, and just get up out of there. No, I think John Harbaugh is not that type of that coach that just lay back and let's get a casual victory like he's going to try to build some momentum because they have bigger things going for them and bigger aspirations moving forward so I, I like the Ravens in this spot like them to cover the spread I think they're going to light Detroit's defense up I mean the total right now in that game sitting 50? at what 50 yeah um don't hate it because I know Baltimore's defense also has a lot of things to be desired as well I, and I don't think the Detroit Lions offense is getting enough respect uh, just because they are the Lions we kind of just have this narrative about the Lions like they always going to stink yeah, it's just overblown, but they've shown that they can actually move the ball, especially with they're running the ball. Um, the only thing that makes me question the um, the, total. the total a little bit is that, you know, Jared Goff got away with a lot of deep passes against very bad a very bad secondary, specifically Kevin King. But one thing they want to do is they want to control the pace of the game. They want to run the ball. They want to control the time possession, especially when you have a lecture quarterback like uh, Lamar Jackson. You don't want to give them the ball. So with that being the, the case, at home, Detroit, run the ball. Do do what you do with Jared Goff. I mean, some play action stuff, but no, that would only that would make me back away from the total a little bit. But Baltimore to cover eight on turf after a huge win over Kansas City, I don't hate that play. I haven't played officially yet, officially yet, but I probably will. I like the over too. Yeah. I think it's sort of a similar situation that you saw against Detroit and and Green Bay. Like both both defenses are suspect. Sus. Uh, both offenses have the ability to run the ball and protect the quarterback. Um, and they're both going to – it looks like Baltimore has actually fixed their running back situation. Like, in two weeks for oh, them yeah. to Let have – go drop Le'Veon Bell real quick. Yeah, go drop it's him. It's a terrible move for me it, to pick it him It does look like Latavius Murray 
is much better coming in so late uh, after getting dropped or released from a cut from the Saints. Everybody they had back there was ripping off like seven, eight-yard runs. It's nuts. Yeah, so I think that this is going to be a higher-scoring game than maybe people think, uh, especially since Jerry Goff and, and Detroit is consistently inconsistent, right? Like, they scored one TD in the first half against San Francisco, and then they scored 23 in the second half. They scored 17 in the first half against Green Bay, and then they got shut out completely in the second half. So... That being said, I like the over and both teams to score 20. I kind of like Baltimore. I think I'm going to make Baltimore a play. I feel like Baltimore might win this game like 42 nothing though. That's the only yeah. I don't think so. I, I, I feel, I mean. Well, I, I think they'll win big, but. But I don't think nothing. I don't know. I think Jared Goff might be in, they almost uh, backdoor, in some trouble. Detroit almost backdoor covered last game. Yeah, if it wasn't raining, they'd probably cover that game. Yeah. Goff literally couldn't even handle the snaps because it was raining. They're in a dome at home. Yeah. They're comfortable. I mean, you saw what they did. Like, their offense in the second half of that game against San Francisco week one, we were like, is this an offense that's actually good or did San Fran just take their foot off the pedal? Then they go and put together like two, two and a half, three good quarters of football against Green Bay at Lambeau. I mean, they came down the first drive and scored at ease. I think that offense is impressive, especially if they have time and they can run the ball. Ah, yeah, I think they're, I think their offense is free. I don't hate Jared Goff anymore. And oh, DeAndre man. Swift, throw the ball. I think DeAndre Swift is going to get throws. busy. Yeah, he he did. Honestly, he he's, did. He didn't dunk like he was making some good throws. Cephas, that that pass to Cephas was. I know it was on Kevin King. I'll but say that like, about. Still. Okay, I'll go there with Detroit and even with the Texans. Like as bad as they're going to be this year, because I mean their win total. I mean, was, bad five for a reason, right? Yeah, there is. At least they got dudes that are trying hard because good they want to stay in the league. Quintez Cephas uh, looks like he's. Probably going to be, you know, I'll tell him, I'll tell you Quintez this. Cephas, he's wide he's probably one. the best Badger wide receiver since I don't know who. But they don't, you know, really throw the football a whole lot. I don't know. I mean, they try hard. I'll give you that with Detroit. There might be a team I'd look to back in some spots. Not them Baltimore. The tech, Baltimore those, I don't think there's a letdown spot for Baltimore. Not I think Baltimore. they, uh, no. Baltimore, I think they cover this. And the, Lamar got that swag. Like, that's like a monkey off your back type thing. Like, Lamar, we know Lamar was good. We knew Harbaugh is going to coach a, a good a good game and have a, a solid team on both sides. At least they're never going to be trash. Um, you get that monkey off your back of being the Kansas City Chiefs and all the pressure that comes right. with that. Now you're ready to play even more free and go out there and really light it, light the league up. So I think they put some teams on notice, or they put the league on notice, notice a little more going forward here, and it starts in Detroit. So what you guys are saying is you're starting to buy in just a little bit. A little just bit. Just a little bit to Dan Campbell. Yes. A little bit. Yes. A little bit. I, I am. And I'm the one who comes up here, and every time we talk about him, I mention the fact that he drinks all these espresso shots, and he bites kneecaps, and all these get, these things that feel like gimmicky plays. But I actually read a nice piece on The Athletic about Dan Campbell maybe last week prior to the, the Packers game, and a lot of people have just been hit with those facts and kind of take that as face value for Dan Campbell. But if you ask some people within these uh, the, the Detroit Lions circle, people that cover the team, people that just know Dan Campbell, other coaches, they really respect his football mind. Like he's not just some meathead guy that goes out there and wears compression shirts and goes and gives uh, fiery speeches. Like he goes out there and he coaches a really good game and those guys believe in him. So, I mean, the Lions should like everybody was down on the Lions this year. Everybody. Everybody's down on Jared Goff, and they've done nothing but in their first two weeks of football, played the San Francisco 49ers well after, we, after the halftime, yep. and then took that momentum into Green Bay and, and played a pretty good game until, of course, it started raining. Like, you can't, you can't say, oh, well, it was raining. Like, that's still not an excuse. You got to go out there and play the game. But it, it, it's a factor, and I think that that can be a, a, something that we take 
forward and we take to knowledge and and keep that at heart when we're moving forward and trying to back this team or fade this team. I think they're good. They're a decent roster that's trying to get it together. And they're going to be inconsistent at times, but I think you'll still be able to back them against the spread just because the line is going to be so big against everyone. Yeah. And if you have a good offensive line, I mean, it's almost what can't you do? I'm sorry. Like, there's not a lot of teams in the NFL that have good offensive right. lines. And for a, a team that's still trying to – this is this is not about this year for the Lions. We no. know that. But for a team that's trying to establish some type of, type of culture change, some type of style of play, some, and just trying to establish an identity, yep. for them to start in the trenches is really important. I think they're going to be in a lot of close games, especially when you can run the ball like that too. Like, forget Jared Goff. Swift and Jamal Williams can pretty much do whatever they want between the tackles. And Swift is, a, of course, a crazy threat outside of the backfield. And then if those lines being so so big when you're playing against the Lions, you look, they can dink and dunk. Like, if they have to go in a pass situation where they have to go down the field, well, they don't really have to because while you're going five wide or four, four wide, you can just give it to DeAndre Swift, and he's going to go one-on-one with your best linebacker, your best nickel DB, and he's going to expose them. Like, they're going to have a lot of backdoor covers this year, I believe. I agree. Probably would have covered against Green Bay if it, did, if it wasn't for the rain. Yeah. Speaking of uh, backdoor covers, how am I looking over there? You're looking bad, actually. It's three minutes left in the third quarter. The the, the Hamilton Tiger Cats have been uh, controlling the pace here. Do I have a score yet? No, you have zero points. Not even a rouge. 24 nothing. 21 nothing. Damn you can, it. You can still cover. No. No, I don't think so. Six and a half was the total. Yeah, I got, yeah. You got it at seven, right? Yeah, it's, well, yeah. Oh, well, you got it. It's, it's, it's a number. It's, it's a it's loss. It's a number. It's a loss. It's, it's a L. loss. There goes my Chris Sale money. Damn it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the Padres and the A's can get it done tonight for me. Oh, I would hate to have to depend on baseball to win me some money. And I tell you what, tough here. night. But we got also, football tomorrow, right? Come yes, on. we do. Yes, we do. Throwing away money. All right, well, it wasn't a good decision. But, you know, we'll see how it goes the rest of the night. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to play anything in this one. If anything, maybe the Ravens. Uh, Minus eight. I just did the Romo there. (laughs) But I I do kind of like the Ravens. uh, Side note, why does does Tony Romo hate the Dallas Cowboys? Side note, why does Troy Troy Aikman hate the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, we know he hates it. But Romo was, like, weirdly against it. Like, you remember, I know you guys saw that holding play called against – uh, the Chargers last yep. week. It was a clear hold. I don't remember who it was or what specific play, but it was a clear hold. And even who was he in the booth with? Um, you, you, right? You know who Tony was in the booth with last Sunday? Cam, anybody? Jim Nance. Was it Jim Nance in the booth with him? I think it's always Jim Nance. Nance yeah. and, okay, Nance and Romo. Nance and Romo. There we go. Thank unless you. unless Nance is doing golf or Romo or well or unless Romo's uh, doing golf. Doesn't Romo have a couple days? Yeah, off Ro- this Rofo year? does other things too. Definitely yeah. like golf tournaments. Yeah. Um, but uh, Nance was like. Nah, that's a clear hold right there. And Tony Romo was like, ah, I don't know. They even slowed it down. They used the five, like the 8K camera. Like they were literally right on the fingertips he of the He literally held them and dragged them yeah. down. It was the most obvious. Like it's actually what they're trying to eliminate from football. Like that's the play that we don't want you holding guys like that. You might get a fine for that. And Roman was like, ah, I don't know. He hates Dallas now. He Sometimes he, he's nice usually to Dallas. He's okay to kind Dallas. Of. It's like me. It's like you have you have to hold your own team to a higher standard and you're just normally more pessimistic. Plus they, you're normally more critical. Just like Q is with the Washington football team. Like the question really is who Plus Dak took his job, so I mean he's probably Dak like, took Screw his these job. Guys. His spine was very messed up. Yeah, give it up. Bro. And also now he's the highest paid yeah. sports commentator on TV. Speaking and well sports, deserved. Speaking of sports commentators, did you guys hear my 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 man crush says he would love to get the call to come back to Washington and play quarterback. 
Who? Who Cam? Cam? RG3. RG3? Yeah, I did see that. By the way, he's very good on the mic. He's awesome. He is awesome on the mic. That's why he got in a lot of trouble when he's in Washington, talking too much. Talking too much. And his dad was at practices all the time, but, you know, we don't have to talk about that. 